Welcome everybody to Sunday Night Showdown, where tonight, 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 we bring you live pay-per-view coverage of TNA's latest pay-per-view offering, Genesis. Of course, I'm being joined by the usual suspects. Boom Boom is in the house. Boom Boom. Boom Boom. to Carlo. You know it, brother. Spew some venom. PDID. Yeah, I'm P did. P did. Producer. PDID. P P don't. Well, the, the technical formalities uh, have simply been somewhat, if you will, a malfunction at the junction. However, we're 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 looking to uh, delve through the junction and assimilate some sort of uh, radio spectacularity tonight. And damn it, we're going to do it. So, without further ado, let's uh, Dave recap TNA's genesis so far. It was somewhat of a uh, hodgepodge of a mishmash in the opening match. Well, you know what? Uh, as crazy as tonight's been on our end, it's been just as crazy for, uh, for TNA Wrestling right now. Christy Hemme got hurt last, earlier in the week. Kevin Nash had a staph infection and apparently isn't ready to go. And uh, apparently Rhino hasn't shown up to the building yet. But I think Rhino might be hanging out in Cochrane. Anyways, that's an inside joke. 18 months later, Rhino has surfaced at his match with Lance Storm in Cochrane. That's an inside joke. I don't care to expound too much more on that. But so far, as usual, um, the TNA pay-per-view tonight has been overbooked at best. Mediocre. Mediocre at best. Thank you. I like this show tonight. Mediocre. That's okay. We, we've gone through the media, and now you're going to have some of the okra. Anyways, um... I, I, I don't I, I don't understand the uh, the hodgepodge of an overbooked mishmash with uh, uh, the final in the X Division title tournament. Uh, of course, Motor City Machine Gun tag team partners Alex Shelley and and Chris Saban fought each other in that, and a bit of a overbooked spot fest to say the least. And uh, Alex Shelley, now your new TNA. X Division champion. Thanks to feigning an injury and a roll-up. After a series of, of high spots that went on for an exorbitant amount of time and then uh, seemingly wrapped up with uh, feigning of an injury and, uh, and a roll-up and a quick one, two, three. Um, and I, I, as we were going over the card, uh, Double J, before we went live to air tonight, on uh, SundayNightShowdown.com, um, we were kind of making mention of to fa the fact to each other that uh, Shelly and Saban might be the show stealers tonight on a uh, on a card that, at least on paper, looked to be uh, somewhat suspect. Well, it looked much better than this match does. Yes, this uh, the Shane Sewell and uh, I almost said Muhammad Hassan Davari. Who, quite <laughs> frankly, has really has really taken to the uh, Muhammad Hassan role. I think almost as good as Muhammad Hassan did. Uh, look at the guy. I mean, he's twice as big as he was in the WWE. He's jacked. You can't tell me he's not on some wellness. He's, he's definitely on some heavy wellness. Oh, and uh, Dave Hebner uh, paintbrushing, paintbrushing Sheikh Abdul Bashir, and now they're in the uh, ring around the rosy spot. But have you noticed that Shane Sewell? And Dandy Dan Myers have been going to the same hairstylist. They both look like they fell head first in a vat of bleach. 
But they can uh, pass for twins. They can pass for twins. And a quick roll up from the uh, quick one, two, three count school of fast pinning. Wow, who didn't see that one coming? Yeah. Jane Sewell. In yeah. his first wrestling match on TNA, defeats Sheik Abdul Bashir. Well, did you notice that Earl Hebner was the ref? So I really think that the Sheik got screwed. Well, I think the, the Sheik the Sheik might have gotten screwed, but I think Shane Sewell is going to be the one that's going to get the royal screwing from the homosexual referee um, union. Uh, hey, did you see that slick? Just patted him on the butt. I think you're right. You may have a point. I mean, in how many years have have uh, has it been come to pass that uh, that the referees in any professional wrestling promotion have been suspectly homosexual? Well, there was that time Pat Patterson was a referee. Pat Patterson refereed, yes. Tim White refereed. Uh, Tim White, of course, this week being unceremoniously yes, axed. Black Friday was uh, was Black Friday, Friday in WWE. Tim White. 85 people were let go from Stanford. 85, 68, 85 people in, in Titan Towers in Stanford. Not to mention Bam Neely, Val Venus, and D'Lo Brown. And D'Lo Brown. And Vince's two limo right? drivers. Black, Black Friday, yes. And Tim White. And Tim White. Tim White, longtime referee, the, the professional babysitter for 30 years of Andre the Giant gets unceremoniously cut from WWE payroll. Well, you know what? WWE finally succeeded in killing off Tim White. They fired him this week. That's right. My God. And now we have a confrontation between Booker T and Shane Sewell. Why? I have no idea. No idea. None. Because it's booked that way. All right, guys. uh, We got the breakdown of what happened in the first match. Now, this was just added today. And it was a basically a six-man Survivor Series match, uh, Survivor Series rules match. LAX, Homicide and Hernandez, along with Eric Young on one side, Sanjay Dutt, Jimmy Rave, and Kiyoshi on the other side. So Eric Young was eliminated first. Homicide was eliminated second. So that left it as a three-on-one. Hernandez was all by himself. He eliminated Kiyoshi. He eliminated Sanjay Dutt. He eliminated Jimmy Rave, so one on three, Hernandez won all three uh, pinfalls and came out the sole survivor of this Survivor Series rules opening six-man tag match, and then, of course, Alex Shelley over Chris Saban and Shane Sewell over the Sheik, and that's where we are right now. And now we're getting the build-up for the uh, NWA World Tag Team Championship. TNA. Yeah, did I say TNA? TNA World Tag Team Championship match. See, it's been so long since I watched TNA, I forget. Morgan Abyss, Machismo, and Creed, and, of course, the quintessential Beer Money, Inc. Yeah. But uh, it should be an interesting uh, triple threat tag team confrontation on uh, Genesis tonight. But uh, speaking of Genesis, there is a Western Canadian promotion, I think one of two Western Canadian promotions that have uh, been doing any sort of business lately, uh, other than uh, BC's ECCW. I speak of none other than the Prairie Wrestling Alliance's presentation of Alliance this coming Saturday night. Um, you mean Genesis? Genesis, pardon me. Uh, Saturday night at the Acadia Rec Center. 
Yeah, Genesis, apparently it's, yes. it's very original. We got yes. Genesis, Genesis tonight, and tonight, then Genesis, and Genesis next week. Saturday. And do uh, we do we want to bring on the ravenous one to join us here well, tonight? Before we do that, Dave, what I'd like to do is, uh, firstly. Let all the good listeners and everybody in the chat room and listening on SundayNightShowdown.com tonight know that uh, this is the first professional wrestling show of 09 here in uh, what used to be the professional wrestling capital of Canada not too long ago. But um, the good people up at uh, the PWA, the Prairie Wrestling Alliance, based out of Edmonton, Alberta, have uh, swung a deal and uh, made a deal with the Acadia Recreational Facility. Nice bum, eh? Uh, <laughs> been hungry, hungry tonight. Yeah. Uh, for con- continuing ongoing shows here in Calgary. And the first show is this Saturday night, January the 17th. Um, and at this time, uh, the one and only Internet Dave will be giving us the rundown of t- PWA's Genesis this Saturday night at the at the uh, Acadia Rec Center, Dave? Uh, Well, right now, Ravenous Randy has issued an open challenge to defend the PWA Mayhem title, which is one of the few independent promotions that is actually promoting, I don't know, hardcore uh, wrestling. It's it's actually a pretty innovative concept for for 2008, I think. Maybe I want to answer that challenge. I I wouldn't so much say it's hardcore. The Mayhem title is hardcore, but the Mayhem title is kind of like anything goes. So and and like I said, I think it's a very innovative concept. So with the the Mayhem title on the line in an open challenge, we'll have to maybe bring in the Ravenous one in just a little bit. Yeah, to give us the rundown on that open challenge this uh, Saturday night for PWA's Genesis. And Dave, you can give us a bit of a rundown on the rest of the card. Rumor has it though, before you do that. Rhino might actually show up tonight, or, or excuse me, next week to uh, take well, on Ravenous Randy. Well, that, that's a good theory. Like, maybe Rhino was mistaken with all of Kurt Sorokin's, or Sorokin, um, in his yeah. negotiation with, with TNA, and maybe Rhino was confused as to what Genesis show he was supposed to show up, and maybe he will be the Ravenous One's opponent in the Open Challenge for the Mayhem title this Saturday night at Acadia. And maybe he'll come out and wrestle for free since he already got paid for the show in Cochrane 18 months ago. Exactly, exactly. Just a theory. Just a theory. Uh, Sergeant Hazard and one of the most hardcore wrestlers I've ever seen, Tex Gaines. Sergeant Hazard and Tex Gaines. Should be a a very good uh, heavyweight contest. Ding, ding, bleed, bleed. Hey, if that's what you want, that's probably what you're going to get. The PWA Canadian Tag Team Championship uh, Super... Team Esteem's Power Unlimited versus the team of Super Wild. Super Wild. And we'll have to find Superfly out who's Dandy Super Dan Wild Dandy Dan and Matthias Matthias Wild. They are two high flyers that I hear have a uh, um, corporate sponsorship now. Dandy Dan and Matthias Wild have corporate sponsorship from Joyco Hair Products. So it's 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 Joyco Hair Products presents Super Wild this Saturday night at PWA's Genesis at the Acadia Rec Center. And I have it on good authority that Team Esteem is keeping quiet, very quiet, as to which two members of the three of the faction might be representing Team Esteem and a new and a new wrestling superstructure that I hear is going to be unveiled this Saturday night at the Acadia Rec Center, and it might be Johnny Handsome teamed with 
Well, I, I don't even know whether whether we want to let the cat out of the bag. All right, it might be Johnny Handsome team from with the Highlander. It might be Johnny Handsome teamed with a, a protege of yours, Sex Appeal Chris Steele. It might be Steele in the Highlander. We might have to bring on Superfly Dandy Dan a little bit later on to discuss the whys and wherefores, ins and outs, particulars of his match because it's hard to prepare in a tag team match for opponents you don't know who they're going to be. Somewhat the story of Danny, Dan Meyer's career, preparing for opponents <laughs> that he doesn't know who he's going to be wrestling against. That's okay, he's used to that. Nobody knows how to prepare for Dandy Dan. Maybe that's and they don't know how to prepare for Dandy Dan either. Right. He's just too damn cagey. Right, very cagey. Actually, we'll get the ravenous one's uh, reaction here in a moment, but Mace from Australia said he's willing to get on an airplane and fly to Edmonton to challenge that... Uh, Mace, you got to like a wrestler by the name of Mace. To uh, challenge that open challenge. Against, uh, right, bring your goggles. And the rest of the card? Thomas uh, Singh Jr., the PWA heavyweight champion, very good friend of mine, and I'm a big fan of his. You don't have many friends, but go ahead. <laughs> okay, then it's just me and Gama, I guess. Okay, so. all right. He's a friend uh, of yours? <laughs> you have absolutely, friends? Absolutely. Absolutely. this happen? Against uh, the man of a thousand gimmicks, Bill Yates. Now, you know what? Bill Yates, I think, is suffering from a bit of dementia. Okay? <laughs> Bill Yates, Bill Yates has spent CA, most of his adult life wanting to be a doorman at a strip bar. Okay, and not too long ago, that was a long-time goal of Bill Yates oh, to be okay. a doorman at a strip bar. And once Mark De Shark DiCarlo gave Yates the ability to fulfill his dream at Misty's Exotic Show Lounge, and he was a, a, a doorman at a strip bar for a very long time, he had a bit of a frontal lobotomy and came up with a with a change of perspective on his lifelong dream. And we, we gave him a new man of a thousand gimmicks, as Dave said oh yeah we gave him a new persona back in the day and that was the persona of the butcher and he went around and and squashed if you will many of his opponents the fans absolutely couldn't stand the butcher bill yates waltzed around in his uh, jailhouse attire orange with the black lettering on the back and he hated the fans and it was mutual, and the fans hated him. But then, all of a sudden, he once ha once again had another frontal lobotomy. Two frontal lobotomies because they didn't get his whole brain the first time around. I'd rather okay? have a bottle in front of me than a, a frontal bottle in front of me. That's right. And now, all of a sudden, the fans have endeared him. They love him. And his match this Saturday night at the KD Rec Center, PWA's Genesis, is against the one and only second-generation member of the Karachi Vice, Gamma Singh Jr., and I hear, rumor has it, that a certain chartered member of the original Vice, Gamma Singh Sr., the great Gamma, might be in attendance this Saturday night. And if I was Yates, I'd be looking in the mirror on Saturday morning to have a good look at what his face looks like then, because I suspect on Sunday morning, when it's a little fiery, in the match on Saturday night, that Yates' stupid-looking face might look a little dumber and more stupid on Sunday morning. I feel a lot better now. Thank you very much. Are you sure you feel better? I feel way better. You got it out of your system now? feel way better. And let me tell you something, Yates. If you're listening, and I know you have nothing better to do than listen to Internet wrestling radio shows, of course, other than surfing the, the Internet for new porn that you 
you sick, stupid human being do on a daily basis. If you're listening tonight, you better watch out for the shark, because on Saturday night, I will once again give you a lesson in humility. All right, well, we continue here with the triple threat tag team match. Beer Money against Creed and Lethal and Matt Morgan and Abyss. What, what the hell's going on with Beer Money? It looks like they got a sandwich going on there. Jacqueline's in a sandwich. Jacqueline's in a sandwich? Look, she's the meat. Wow. Okay. A position she's familiar with. Wow. That's why he wears a mask. <laughs> You hate Abyss's face? Oh! Oh! You knew that was coming. That was a great spot. Yeah. <laughs> As Robert Roode is spanking the ass and bumping and grinding. Nice. You know, I somehow suspect, ladies and gentlemen, that that's not the first time that Jacqueline's been caught in that spot. You think? <laughs> Well, I mean, we've been talking about it over the last few weeks, and a lot of other shows have been too, that uh, Beer Money's become a very solid team, and, and a lot of people have seen more cohesion with them than they did with America's Most Wanted. Oh, I would agree with that. I think Beer Money is a better tag team. I think these guys actually like each other as opposed to America's Most Wanted couldn't stand yeah. each other. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Well, WrestleView currently has the thoughts of, Braden Walker, a.k.a. Chris Harris, about what happened in WWE. Who does? WrestleView.com. So uh, if you I wanna... thought Monday Night Mayhem did. They had an interview with him. Well, get the link from WrestleView oh, to, uh, to get Monday Night Mayhem's coverage. But, uh, yeah. The, and what uh, is Chris Harris doing these days? Anything? Hopefully, hopefully losing Bitching. weight. Hopefully losing weight. Feeling sorry for himself. <coughs> working on the indies. I, you know, I saw a video right after he got released from the WWE. With some little redneck hillbilly town in the south that had about 50 people or less in the audience. Wow. And he was selling the gimmick that he was back and he was going to retire. And this guy called him out. And it's like, I don't know if I'm going to do it. And it was just sad seeing Chris Harris go from where he'd been to that. It's just, yeah. it's bad. And uh, the uh, PWA Wrestling Show. Uh, don't forget PWAWrestling.ca for anybody in, uh, in Alberta or or Saskatchewan who wants to come check Now, of course, out. we mentioned the uh, PWA Heavyweight Championship match between yeah. the current and reigning champion, the Karachi Vices, Gamma Singh Jr., and the challenger on Saturday night, uh, Bill Yates. The big main event inside the confines of a steel cage for the currently vacant PWA Cruiserweight title. Yeah. And, and there's, I believe, eight participants coming up on Saturday night, and all very... Evenly matched, I might add. On paper, it looks to be a hell of a, of, of a uh, main event for tonight or for Saturday night's PWA Genesis main event. Isn't uh, isn't uh, Chucky the high spot wonder in that match? Chucky Blaze, another good friend of mine, Hollywood Dusty Adonis. <laughs> what the fuck is this we're playing tonight? Hollywood Dusty Adonis is Since a good friend. When are all these people your friends? Seriously. The next Are you thing you're going to tell them? me is Johnny Devine is your best friend. Johnny Devine is not me. He's a good friend of mine. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I, okay, I'm going to cut you off right here. Let me tell you, tell you something. Johnny Devine is not a good friend of yours. Johnny Devine currently makes a living writing comedy for Saturday Night Live at your expense. So you think he likes you? You're sadly mistaken. But anyways, go ahead. Okay, so. Bobby Sharp, 
M. 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 The artist formerly known as Marky Mark, right? Well, I mean, other than than a couple, uh, Bobby Sharp and Drew Dalby, I can honestly say, um, seeing the other six combatants on numerous occasions, not as much as you guys, um, that that is a pretty evenly matched cruiserweight cage match main event for the vacant title. And, of course, uh, who was the champion that vacated the title? Well, I, I believe that, uh, that Brady Roberts, uh, oh, Brady and Roberts. His, uh, uh, in his effort to further his own career and uh, line his own pockets, has uh, uh, ceased and desisted from uh, performing within the confines of the Prairie Wrestling Alliance, and along with Scotty Putty, uh, the, the other half of the tag team of... The Blueprint. The Blueprint. Uh, have For the perfect alternate lifestyle. Right, have uh, gone and opened up uh, um, a line of uh, beachwear, or, or no, that's not that's not true. But they've, they've gone and opened up another wrestling promotion. That's it. Yeah, up in Edmonton, and had maybe some other uh, Sunday night showdown show. We can uh, maybe have them on and discuss the the virtues of their new promotion. Yes, I, I'd love to hear That'd about this new promotion. Yeah, What's yeah. it called? Is it my know? I have no idea. Wow. However, um, for anybody in and around the uh, the Calgary area this week that, that cares to purchase tickets to the Prairie Wrestling Alliance's uh, presentation of Genesis this Saturday night at the Acadia Rec Center, note the early bell time, if you will. They have on the website, Dave, 645. Uh, 645 when you come in. The doors open, 645, bell time, 730. Um Tickets are available right here at Bottoms of Sports Pub for the advanced ticket price of $17. That includes GST, <coughs> and you can pick those up at your convenience up until uh, noon on Saturday. So uh, if you want to save a couple of bucks, come on into Bottoms of Sports Pub and at 3220 17th Avenue Southwest to purchase your tickets. Now, um, like I said, this will be the first of uh, bi-monthly uh, PWA shows at the Acadia Rec Center, and we all look forward to um, March's show. I have it on very good authority that uh, there'll be some big surprises coming up for the PWA show here in Calgary in March, and that's all I'm going to say about that at this point, but it's going to be exciting. There'll be a lot of surprises at the show this Saturday night, and we invite you all out to PWA's Genesis this Saturday at the Acadia Rec Center. Should be a good time. I'm looking yeah. forward to the show. Yeah. <clears throat> Back to the match at hand. Uh, looks like Beer Money is dominating uh, Apollo Creed. Or what's his name? Apollo? Consequences Conse Creed. Consequences yeah. Creed. Yeah. I swear, it, like, he's a copy of, like, freaking Apollo Creed from Rocky. Yep. Like, both of these guys. Like, we got Black Machismo's ripoff of Macho Man. And we got little Apollo Creed over here. Like... Is there ever any original ideas in TNA? I, I'm just I'm trying to figure that out. I I give this product a chance, but I just don't know anymore. Beer no, money's I, original. What's that? Beer money's original. Beer money is original. Yes. Um, I think that uh, James Storm needs to hit the gym, though. His uh, his uh, body type is is beer. So maybe that's what they're trying to shoot for. So you know, you know, when you look at these three tag teams, I mean, honestly, 
Consequences Creed and Black Machismo have, have meshed really well together. Beer Money is very good together, although I was getting tired of seeing the same old match with him from everybody where they always used the beer bottle at the end or Jacqueline interfered. And Yeah, but that was the same match that you just happened to watch on six different episodes. You just happened to turn it all on at the same time the same match was on. No, I pretty much see that match every, every show. Like, um, And I'm really not digging Matt Morgan and Abyss as a tag team. I just... I don't think these guys have any chemistry whatsoever. Abyss and Matt Morgan as a tag team is a waste of time and a waste of space. Put them individually. We all know what Abyss is capable of and has done over his career in TNA. Matt Morgan has not been given a chance, in my humble estimation, whatsoever to show what he's capable of. And you know what? For a big guy, what, 6'10 and a half, 6'11? Well, he's 7. Well, he's 7, seven feet. feet? Yeah. He's in phenomenal shape. I know firsthand. I, I stood I, next to him. Okay. And, and you know what? He's very agile for a big guy. And I really think that they should have brought him in and, and you know, utilized him. And I've said this before on this very show. Um, and put him in the, in the uh, heavyweight title picture uh, as some new blood for whomever, Sting or, or whoever, uh, might be the title holder at the time. Um, and, and I cannot wait for the day that, uh, that for whatever reason, the tag team of Matt Morgan and Abyss are no more. Well, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I'm sick of seeing these guys together. And I've said from the very beginning, I've always been a big fan of Matt Morgan's. Yeah, he's uh, very good. I think the guy could be a legitimate monster in this promotion. He could be the guy to, at some point in the near future, take the title and have a monster run with it. But he hasn't been able to prove himself. They've stuck him in gimmick after gimmick with tag team partner after tag team partner. And I just, I don't see this team going anywhere. It's time to end uh, Biss and Matt Morgan, start a feud between them, and let Matt Morgan do what he does best. And that's just fucking wreck people's lives. Let him just kick the living shit out of everybody on the roster. But you mean like he used to? <clears throat> like he used to, yeah. Exactly. Well, honestly, he's never really got a chance to do that anywhere. Like, he no. didn't get the chance in WWE either. No. They made him a stuttering idiot and the bodyguard of Carlito. That was terrible. But he has never had a chance to really shine. And I think he has the potential. He does. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, there's a match coming up tonight, guys, that uh, I'm looking forward to. And it's somewhat intriguing due to the fact that both have been around for a long time. Um... There's been some history between the two of them with respect to the fact that it was singularly Jeff Jarrett that did the deal to, uh, oh, we had a bit of a... Abyss hit Matt Morgan yeah. with the title. He was going to hit uh, Robert Roode. Robert Roode got out of the way, and he just waffled Matt Morgan. I'm pretty sure this is the end of their this will alliance. This be the beginning of the end. We can only hope. And Jackie has referee Rudy Charles, and here comes... Uh, Black Machismo, Jay Lethal off the top to drop the big elbow on James Storm and rolls up Storm while Matt Morgan is out of it. However, referee Rudy Charles is admonishing and trying to eliminate Jacqueline from the ringside area. Meanwhile, here's James Storm with a big super kick on Jay Lethal and he's now rolling up Robert Rude onto Matt Morgan and Rudy Charles. Here he is with a one, two, and three. And there are and new TNA Tag Team Champions, the team of Beer Money, okay. Robert Roode, and James. We're not doing live play-by-play, no. -play -play, no. Here's the Just problem with that spot, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. 
Matt Morgan laid in the ring for five minutes after getting hit with that belt. Yeah. You're going to tell me that he couldn't get up after getting hit with the belt? Well, and not only minutes. that, Jacqueline was distracting the referee while um, Bobby Roode was pinning him. And just like the Alex Shelley-Chris Saban match, the finish of this match is way too contrived and way too overbooked. I think what they need to do in TNA is, I mean, they have a very talented roster, is stop with the overbooking. People find even, you know, smart marks or casual wrestling fans, they look at something like that as, as being totally unbelievable. Like, not believable. I mean, they have to simplify it. Make everything a lot more simplistic. Um, pare down the amount of, of overbooked spots that there are at the end of the match as part of the finish. But I feel as though, guys, they're compelled. Somebody in the office is compelled to do this. They need to simplify it. It's not necessary. Well, you know, I, I, don't, I don't understand. I've always thought that the wrestling aspect of TNA, when the guys go out there and they bust their ass in the match, it's always the finish and the fucking storylines every time they kill it. And why the hell is Abyss not this monster heel that just is killing everyone? Well, I don't know. I don't like his new mask either. Well, you know, he goes around. He's like Mr. Nice Guy now and... You know, he doesn't want to hurt people. and Oh, that might be... That might be changing right about now. I think Matt Morgan's going to waylay him. Yeah, and, and the fans are siding with Abyss. Now, see, I don't understand that one either. Yeah. Because it was an accident. There's no accidents in professional wrestling. If it's all contrived. If this was booked properly and they wanted to bust up the two of them, that was the spot where they needed to turn Abyss back to the monster heel where he goes underneath the ring, maybe gets his bag of thumbtacks and waylays Matt Morgan, putting over Matt Morgan with the fans, but I guess that'll all happen another at another show. Oh, Kurt Angle pushing around this, uh, this black receptionist. That's really, really cool. Does it matter what color she is? Are you well, racist? Well, obviously not. Like, what the hell? Just a minute. For those of you not in the know, it's it's been widespread internet speculation, been confirmed now that Kurt Angle has been now romantically linked to Raka Khan. And why? She's ugly as sin and has a body like an eight-year-old boy. I just got to know, in that relationship, who's the man? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's, that's definitely up for speculation. I but just I, want to know, who's the man? Who's I've, the man? I read it on four different sites, so it must be true. Rockacon and Kurt Angle. I just can't see that. Rockacon and Kurt Angle. I, I, I don't Engaged? know. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. What? Is that why Karen left? <laughs> what, what, does he have China syndrome? Like, oh, China <laughs> didn't he learn from Triple H? What, what was that old line, I'd rather be in China? No. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, it, it was a t-shirt. I'd rather be in China. Randy Myers has that t-shirt. I bet he does. And you know what? Right now we're going to uh, take a bit of a break on here on Sunday Night Showdown on the uh, SundayNightShowdown.com worldwide network from TNA's Genesis. And when we come back on the other side of the break, we're going to have as our very special guest through great expense to Mark the Shark to Carlo and Sunday Night Showdown, the current and reigning PWA Mayhem title holder, the ravenous one, Randy Myers. And, Dave? And, and later on in the program, we are going to give a review of The Wrestler. I actually got a chance a to see that movie yesterday, and uh, I wanted to talk about it a little bit. But with that being said, 
Dave, are you ready for the break? Darren Aronofsky is the wrestler starring Mickey Rourke and one of my favorite actresses, Marissa Tomei, portraying a stripper. I tell you what, you would love this uh, movie. Okay. You see a lot of Marissa Tomei. A lot really? of Marissa Tomei. Has Randy Myers seen the wrestler? Really? We'll have to discuss it. Okay. On the All other right, side well, we'll of the break. Be, uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we are being joined by one of my longtime nemesises from the old Stampede Wrestling days. And a very good friend of mine, by the way. Very good oh, friend of Oh, here we go again. I'm going to ask it. him about that. Listen, I, I want put in, in, in ID's new contract, no talking. Producing, no talking. Jeff, go ahead. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, he is the current PWA Mayhem Champion. Give it up for the one, the only ravenous randy myers ah, hello all out there in internet land how you doing indeed and you know what the ravenous one is a big part of the upcoming prairie wrestling alliance's uh, genesis show this saturday night right here in uh, calgary alberta canada at the acadia rec center doors open 6 45 bell time 7 30 sharp i might add and uh ravenous randy uh you're your year in professional wrestling that has been 2008 was certainly filled with a lot of uh, bumpy roads and, and wild bookings and, and wild matches. Uh, you were supposed to hook it up uh, the year before last with, uh, with gold dust. That didn't happen for various reasons, but uh, some of the world-class opponents that you've had over the last year have been at least certainly on the Canadian independent wrestling scene, absolutely second to none. This is true, this is true. I've had the, the fortune of wrestling in the Honky Tonk Man, Tatanka, I've been in the ring with Al Snow, Christopher Daniels, Curry Man. I fought Trevor Murdoch and Lance Cade in Dawson's Creek. So yeah, I've had a very, very full year. Got to wrestle with lots of guys that I never thought I'd even be in the ring with or in a locker room with for that matter. So it's been a really good year. You've pretty much been the person to wrestle with every single big name that has come through Alberta in the past year. That, How does that make you feel to be like the top? It's the nice top that they guy? ask for me, you know. I never ask for them. They come in these stars and they say, I want to work the ravenous one because he's the only one I've heard of who are the rest of these schmucks. <laughs> they come and they can maybe bring my bag and to let the me tell you, they're all schmucks. But no, I want to work the ravenous one. There's only one man for me. I want to see if I'm as good as I used to be. I don't want to see if he's as good as they tell me he is. And it always comes up that I am the man that they say I am. Well, you know what? I was impressed. You actually got head for the first time. I did. Not I too did. long ago by Al Snow. Not too How bad. Was that whoa, 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 just a minute. What did you just say? Ravenous Randy Myers got head from Al Snow? For he the did. first time. For the first time. Yeah. No, what, head what? had always scared me. And you know what? It's not as bad as people think. Really? It's yes. No, no, no. no. Let's, cla let's clarify. First of all, you got head from head. You from didn't head. get head from Al Snow. That's true, actually. We have to, we, you know, I just no, wanted to make that perfectly clear. That is true. And it then was. after you got head from head, somebody stole head, ran out the back of the Ogden Legion of Doom, 
head got found, and then you got head again. I from head, not from Al Snow. Head twice in one night. That's right. a good night for me. That's a good. That's a hell of a good night. That's for usually me. twice as much head as you usually get oh, in one night. At least more like. I hope quadruple. you at least bought you a drink afterward. Oh, I know. We bought it first, but I bought him ice. <laughs> Actually, the first time I met Al Snow, I bought him a frozen yogurt. Really? Yeah, indeed. Because I thought, you know, that might be the way to get into this guy's good books. You know, he seems like the frozen yogurt type. So <laughs> I went across to Yogan Fruz and I bought him a strawberry frozen yogurt. He's never forgot me since. Maybe, and and maybe then what does he do? He gives you head. And then he gives me head. Turns you know what? I got head. you beat, though, because the first time I ever worked with Al Snow, I picked him up at the airport took him to McDonald's. Okay? I know. You got him a chicken burger, correct? I he got didn't him eat a the bun. sandwich, yes. He didn't eat the bun. I remember this. Yes. But maybe he didn't like the Yogan Freeze, <laughs> and he thought, well, I'm, I'm going to be booked in Alberta. Let me, let me work that, that, the that guy who bought Yogan me that Freeze stupid Yogan yeah. Freeze guy. Right. Maybe and you're onto something. And so you think a different snack treat for the next start of the country? Maybe, maybe. Popcorn? Maybe, maybe. Ice cream? And, and if popcorn, maybe buy him a pizza. What about a blizzard? Buy him a blizzard, buy him a pizza. <laughs> pizza, yeah, pizza. that would be my, my maybe, M.O. Maybe you can get a booking and be Al Snow's tag team partner in TNA. Oh, that would be nice. I definitely would be down for that. All right. I love playing around with dead animals, and I know he does too. Sweet. Wow. I, Dave, I hope this is being archived because we want to have this... Uh, this interview with the ravenous one available to the vast listening audience that SundayNightShowdown.com has. E eat your steak, no talking. That's the new stipulation in your new contract. However, this Saturday night at the Acadia Rec Center, as part of the Prairie Wrestling Alliance Genesis Show, you're going to be defending the Mayhem title against... Anyone. We don't know. Anyone. Anyone who wants a title shot. Anyone. Anyone. So it could be like more than one? It could be more than one. It could be a threesome. It could be a whole dang orgy if you want to be. I will take on all comers. The mayhem big, match small. in orgy rules. Yeah, whatever you want. Whatever they want. Anything, anything goes. Yeah, so anything what, what goes. If, what if Head challenges you? Do you think you have any chance in hell against Head? Against head, no, no shoulders. How do I make it? How do I pin it? Well, you, you have to attach a head and shoulders Toom, shampoo bottle. Oh, okay. A tombstone pile driver finisher. Okay. And then you could lay on head okay, and yeah. get head. No, that, you got to attach the head and shoulders. Yeah, that's true. I see. I remember that's this. That's the only way to pin head. All right. Well, no, I, like I said, I'll take on all comers. Uh, anyone who wants to come, a Siberian tiger, I'll take on a midget. I'll take on two midgets. I'll take on Internet Dave wearing a tutu. I don't care who it is. Wait I'll a take him on. Wait a minute. You... Internet Dave wearing a tutu, it's almost like you've seen that before. Oh, uh, that was not his gimmick? Don't you guys remember from well, AWA back remember. in the day? They are friends, right. <laughs> his good friend. My good friend. Yes, yes. Only the good friends get us the Internet Dave in his tutu. Ask Gamma. Oh. <laughs> wow. Junior or senior? Ah! <laughs> well, remember the one gimmick oh with the, the, the original Karachi Vice, and, and I remember that... That uh, when when uh, Muckin Singh yes. lost a match to Doctor D David Schultz, that for one month, Muckin Singh had to come to the Victoria Pavilion wearing a tutu. Nice, yes. yes. And and and, See, and Ed Whalen could not hold a, a straight face during any promo. If you can imagine, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you that remember Mike Shaw, Muckin Singh, now a very respected artist who lives just outside of Detroit, Michigan, this man who went on to, in his later career, be the world-renowned Bastion Booger Bastion in the Booger. WWF. If you can remember, if you can imagine a man of that rotund physique in a tutu, well, I'll leave that up to your imagination. Well, before we go any further, I just want to update people on what just happened on the pay-per-view. Apparently, ODB got the win over somebody. Somebody, and, yes. And had a confrontation with Awesome Kong. That's all I know. For some so. reason. For some reason. I don't right. know. 
They were all hot. Every one of them. Oh, you, you, were, you were digging the ghetto booty, They're all you? hot. Every well, single one I, of them. I, I noticed that uh, Randy wasn't looking at me during the, uh, the Rocket Con spot of the match. And Not we at made, all. We made uh, mention of the fact that her uh, wrestling tights slash, too long. Slash, slash dental floss. It was like was hanging on the floor. Yeah. I could barely see her boots. Her tights were too long. And I think you were looking at her boots, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he was actually saying that uh, Kurt Angle's a lucky man. He's a lucky man. Anyways, coming up now, the uh, much-anticipated match between Jeff Jarrett, who, of course, was instrumental in signing Kurt Angle to TNA, and the Olympic gold medalist himself, Kurt Angle. Um, Double J, it should, or Harmony, it should be very interesting coming up. It, it should be. What, but what I'm kind of wondering about is this is one of the few matches that we've never seen previous to their last meeting. Right. We've never seen Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle because Jeff Jarrett had already been gone from the company and was never welcomed back. And so, so often we see the same stuff over and over again. We've seen everybody work with everybody. Why didn't they build this up? Why didn't they make it a money match? Because, you know, even though people aren't huge on Jeff Jarrett, it's still a money match when you have, if you build it right, when there's two people that have never wrestled in how many years of their career. Don't well, know. but they actually did make it a money match at Bound for Glory. I mean, that's, that is the WrestleMania of TNA. Uh, but again, you're talking about a company in TNA that doesn't have any idea how to really build hype up for their pay-per-views. You're talking about a company that oversells, that overdoes everything in their matches. Like I said, the guys bust their ass and put 300% in every match they're in, but the problem is these scripted finishes always tear the match down. Every time. So, Ravenous Randy. Yes, sir. Let me ask you this. What do you got Why for is me, it? JJ? Why is it Chris Steele never, ever, ever got a rematch when he was screwed out of the title by Smith Hart? Why screwed did we never title. get a rematch? Screwed out of the title. I remember you sending everybody. I remember you coming in the ring and trying to get involved in that match, JJ. I remember Pete Wilson coming in and trying to get involved. I remember RJ Retz Worthington trying to get involved. Smith Hart did the right thing by counting Chris Steele's shoulders to the mat and announcing me... Stampede Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. But never once did we get a rematch. Never once did you get a rematch? You, you had match after rematch. match after match till you finally won. This is true. The company did go under because he was the champion. No, the company did not go under. Maybe because I spent a little bit too much of the budget on some pizza. Maybe I wasn't thinking things the out. The whole budget? Maybe, maybe the whole budget. Maybe the whole year's budget. Maybe a little bit on my budget. <laughs> but Chris Steele, he knows where I am. The, the Mayhem Champion, I'll be there on Saturday. He'll be there on Saturday. If he has the conads or the ovaries or whatever he's packing up inside of that belly of his, he can come down to the ring and he can take me on for the Mayhem title because I got no problems taking on whoever steps up. Now, I'm going to switch gears a little bit and I got to ask you. What did you think the night you faced the Honky Tonk Man? Oh, I was freaking out. It was amazing. I was loving it. I was loving life. He was he's a hell of a performer. I've always been a large, huge fan of Honky Tonks. I don't know how you couldn't be. Entertaining as heck. And I was in there with one of my heroes. It was awesome. One of the greatest Intercontinental Champions of all time. Oh, it was excellent. I was uh, five years old again. 
if that. Well, there's all of that going on. I am nervous. I'm not going to lie. There's butterflies in my stomach. There's caterpillars. There's anything you can imagine crawling around in there. But I do want to bring my A game every single time, no matter who I'm facing, whether it be a big name or a small name. But when I'm in there with one of my heroes, I definitely I think about all the times I watched his matches and looked up to him and all the ideas I've had over the years. And I just go in there and give it my all. And they bring what they bring. And I bring what I bring. And hey, we make it happen. Well, you had a PWA wrestling event here uh, at the end of 2008. Was that uh, Chris Daniels or Curryman? I can't remember. I wrestled Curryman. Tell me about wrestling Curryman. He's hot and he's spicy. Let me tell you that right now. He's a. Uh, Was he hot and spicy in the ring too? Oh, very hot, very really? spicy. I tried to bite him at one point, and uh, some of that curry got in my mouth. Wow. Damn, tasted. Was in there for a month. You know, uh, hell of a performer, hell of a wrestler, great. Kind of hard, uh, the language barrier caused some problems and stuff like that. Um, I swear I had him in a chin lock at one time and he said I quit, but the referee didn't hear it because it was in Japanese and just didn't understand. So. <laughs> well, you, know, you didn't have the multilingual no, referee that night. I would have I had him beat. I did have him beat. He did say I quit, but uh, again, like I said, the only one language speaking referee screwed me. So. Well, you know, you throw that open challenge out there. there there's a multitude of talent, especially after this week. That, oh. that could quite possibly show up. I mean, you could face D'Lo Brown. I could be looking at the real deal now? You could the be. The real deal. You you could be looking at Val Venus. Val Venus? Choppy, choppy, pee, 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 pee? Yep. Oh. Bam Neely. That stone was cold. Bam Neely? Bam who? Bam Neely. Who? Yeah, exactly. Okay. You could be um, facing Tim White Tim Saturday White. night. That would be excellent. Or Saturday night, Tim White. That would be. I could see That'd that That would be happening. funny. Kevin That's Thorne? True. Kevin Thorne, you could drink my You know blood. what? Don't make... Don't make fun of Kevin Thorne. He's a hell of a worker, and it's really too bad that his uh, vampire gimmick. He reminds me of Chucky Blaze. Reminds me of Chucky Blaze. Yeah, just Kevin Thorne reminds me of Chucky Blaze. They look the same in the face. Except Kevin Thorne's, what, eight inches taller? No, eight inches taller. 80 pounds heavier. Yeah, and uh, (coughs) can't do a standing moonsault. But uh, (laughs) besides that, same guy. Same guy, same guy. Same guy. Just like D'Lo Brown and Cuba Gooding Jr. Have you ever seen him in the same place at the same time? Not recently. No, see? Yep. Oh, well, we got the beer out. Uh, Kurt Angle's being introduced to your some opponent, substances. Your opponent this Saturday night in the Mayhem Open Challenge could be Champagne Jerry Morrow. That would be excellent. You know? I'd be down for that. We Any match they want, anything they want. We want to have a drinking contest? Let's bring it on. It, drinking it could contest. Be gold dust. Well, no. That would be no, gold you're dust. Right. He would, never he would show, show up. <laughs> nah, gold dust wouldn't show up. And, and isn't he under contract again? I believe so, yeah. He's looking good in the ring. I'll give him that. He's looking good. I well, looks like he lost about 100 pounds. No, and Raw, he was looking good. I'd like to shame. see, I'm just fantasy booking here. I would like to see Saturday night at the Acadia Rec Center, and Mark DeShark DiCarlo might have to make a phone call after I have a bit of a conversation with uh, PWA's Kurt So Rockin'. He Did he so give rockin'. himself that name? I'm so pretty rockin'. sure. I'm pretty sure. Uh, anyways, I'm not going to get into Kurt Sorokin right now. <laughs> I'll leave that when I see him in person on Saturday night. I have a, a, a few things to make mention to that idiot. Anyways, um, 
and he is, and he knows he's an idiot, and I'm going to remind him of that fact on Saturday night. But having said that, and I just did, um, I, I might have to make, Mark the Shark to Carlo might have to make a, a little bit of a phone call out to Vancouver, British Columbia. I'm thinking that maybe for the Mayhem title Saturday night, none other than Scotty Mack Scotty might be a Mack, good opponent huh? for you. Well, we meet Scotty Mack. We've met down in Lethbridge on one occasion. I'd like to get in there and tussle with him again for sure. There's, there's lots more you'll be seeing from Ravidus Randy and Scotty Mack. I can guarantee you that. Well, I hope so. I, have a, I do have an NWA Canadian title shot that I won in Dawson's Creek in a battle royal. So really? Scotty Mack's date with the Ravidus one is coming. And, for and sure. might that be happening on some up, upcoming ECCW show? I would, I would bet at some point in the right? near future, 2009, definitely, you will be seeing Ravidus Randy versus Scotty Mack. Well, that, that <laughs> certainly would be off the hook, and we can only hope to... Uh, uh, have the privilege of seeing the ravenous one and the pink and black attack oh, yes. back in the ring. Well, between the two of us, that's like three and a half hours mirror time doing our hair. So at least that's gonna that's gonna be a good match. <laughs> Tonight's time limit: three hours and twenty eight minutes. <laughs> so what does two thousand and nine hold for the ravenous one? Uh, I think this is a big year. This has been my champagne year. My birthday was the twenty sixth. I turned 26 on the 26th. True. It's going to be a big year for me. I just see bigger Your birthday is things. on Boxing Day? No. November 26th. November 26th. November 26th. Ah, okay. Otherwise, all right. I wouldn't get any good gifts. All right. I booked it good. All right. I know how to book a birthday. Okay. All right. No, it's going to be a big year. I, I, I foresee endless possibilities for the Ravenous one. I've got my heart set on that PWA heavyweight title. I'm not going to lose my Mayhem title. There's not a chance that Mayhem title was built for my gorgeous waist. And like I said, that ECCW title, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump away. So you just plan on holding every title? If possible, is why there, not? Is there room around that waist for all those? Well, I could put on some weight. I'm thinking that maybe a few particular friends of yours uh, down at Florida Championship Wrestling might uh, um, be looking out for the Ravenous One's uh, career down south and maybe at some point in 09 you might get a shot at the developmental league. Yeah, there's that, that is fun. true. I am looking forward to making that next step, definitely. Every time I watch ECW, which isn't often, but, uh, you know, if the Shark is home on a Friday night and turning on uh, uh, Global and catching ECW, I think to myself, you know, Ravenous Randy Myers would fit right in on, oh, on yeah. ECW programming. I would love to be hanging out with the Boogeyman. If I was with the Boogeyman right now, we'd be eating worms. I'd be loving it. Really? Yeah, oh, definitely. That'd be a hell of a tag team. That'd be a hell of a tag Ravenous team. Ravenous Randy sure. Myers and the Boogeyman. Yeah, I would love that. That would wow. be the greatest thing ever. Look under, look out, kids. We might be under your bed right now. I don't know. Uh -huh. I think you and the Miz would make a good tag team. Me and the Miz? Yeah, for sure. Why not? Hey, we got Bobo Mohawks. You're and, touching uh, a bit of a nerve there, <laughs> Double J. <laughs> The it's ravenous one in the Miz. He likes blue raspberry Slurpees. I heard, and he's a big fan <laughs> of Rancid and Tom Green. So, well, oh, oh! can oh, you say um, broken shit. neck? Yeah, I wow. think Jeff Jarrett's fucked. That, that I was think painful. he caught himself right at the end before he whacked his uh, his forehead on the uh, the edge of the yeah, mat. Yeah, he could have broken his nose very easily if he hadn't been more careful. Oh, Holy he shit! On nose the mat, died. on the mat. Wow. Wow. That Jeff Jarrett bad. is about five, six years removed from being able to carry off a plancha properly, as you just saw. Wow. 
I'm just thinking Jeff Jarrett probably shouldn't have pulled that move off. I mean, you don't see him do that very often, and this is his second match back in what? Three years? Yeah, three years. Almost. I mean, it, it's been a while. Well, you know, I want to switch gears a little bit, and I alluded to this before oh. we took the break. As uh, looks like Kurt Angle just waffled Jeff Jarrett with the ring bell. But uh, I know, Ravenous Randy, you said you'd actually seen the wrestler. Yes, I have seen the wrestler. Uh, and honestly, what, what is your opinion of, uh, of the movie? I, I was a fan of the movie. I thought it showed a lot of drama from the, from the actual wrestling side. Um, I don't know. I think a lot of people told me it was really sad and really touching to the heart. For me, I don't know. I found if that movie was going to make me sad, I would never stop crying. I'd cry every moment of my life because that's the, that's the world we live in. The exactly. chance that every day you might... You don't know whether you're going to make it or not. You have to live every day for yourself. You have to be having fun at what you're doing. And if you're not, well, then there's no point in being there. We're not in this business for the money. We're not in this business to become stars. We're in it to have a good time. And we're in it to go out there and perform the best we can for the fans. And, yeah, I feel that sometimes I am more ravenous Randy than I am. <laughs> there definitely is more of me that is over the last eight and a half years making my character and defining it um it's hard to find the line that defines the real the real character from the from the in-ring character well, i think part of that is too though is your character is you yeah that uh, might be a little it's true you amplified yeah that's yeah that's the best way to go with the character i think and uh i try and amplify the good characteristics and uh diminish the bad ones as best i can but no, I thought all in all, The Wrestler was a great movie. Mickey Rourke did an awesome job. He looked like a million bucks. Ma the match with Metro Butcher was grueling and it's heck and made my stomach churn. So, uh, no, I thought all in all, it was a great movie. It had a great story and I don't know, maybe people can really appreciate wrestling more as an art form now. And hey, there was more wrestling on that than there was on Raw on Monday. Just in the first match alone. Maybe true. Like Might watching true. Mickey Rourke actually wrestle the match. Yeah, no. That was, uh, I, was I was really impressed nope. with his. I was impressed too. His build looked great, like I said. Looked great. And having read a lot of uh, reviews, and there's been many, many reviews on Darren Aronofsky's The Wrestler, I find it very intriguing and interesting that a lot of experienced and successful wrestlers, sports entertainers, if you will, really like the movie holy shit angle oh with the angle slam off the stage onto jeff jarrett as they both go crashing Ooh. through the stage look like an awkward landing for both of them holy shit where they i don't think they're supposed to land in that area no i they're down on the concrete so i don't know what's the replay of this this is sick guys yeah no oh, that well, was they, very awkward Jeff Jarrett's going to be crippled after this They did match. have the table set up, so that, they that's definitely, the table. Well, definitely where they were supposed to hit the spot, <laughs> like but they Jarrett, overshot the table. Yeah, Jarrett actually hit the concrete. No, Angle hit the table. Off, off the stage to the concrete. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I did fall asleep partway through The Wrestler, not, not because it wasn't a great movie, just because I was really tired, but I, what I did see of it, I did really enjoy. I liked the style of it. I liked the feel of it, the kind of documentary style. Um, kind of putting you in the back in the locker room there. Um, from my limited experience, it was it was very similar and it was very realistic. Um, what I've 
what I've read online is is Vince talking about how he does not like the wrestler. And I think part of it is that that locker room, you know, going over things, talking about matches and stuff. But let's face it, um, isn't that a little bit ironic? Vince is the one that killed kayfabe. You can't just bring it back. Well, you know, Vince, Vince seems to think that he has a patent on professional wrestling. And it's okay when he does something, but when other people do the same thing he does, he's, he's obviously against it. I mean, he broke kayfabe a long time ago, especially when they brought out Tough Enough pretty much the same thing i mean for him to get upset with with hogan's championship wrestling was ridiculous he broke it when he went on the stand and said that this is not wrestling this is entertainment well he did that too yeah i'm just saying i i thought overall i thought the wrestler was a really good movie and i gotta say you know if if he's nominated for an oscar between him and ledger i don't know that's that's a hard choice because i i honestly think mickey rourke was 100% like that character. Oh, yes, definitely But is Ledger going to be nominated as a lead, though, or as a supporting actor? No, he'd be nominated as a lead. I would oh, think yeah. so. He oh, was yeah. the lead villain, so. But either way, between those two, I don't know. I, That's I don't a hard like choice. Any, either one of them gets it, they both deserve it. You know what I mean? I wouldn't. I think they both deserve it, so. I haven't seen uh, the movie yet, but the first thing that the previews uh, reminded me of is uh, Jake the Snake Roberts and Beyond the Mat. You know what? The story of Randy the Ram Robinson, it, it's very similar to Jake the Snake uh, in his relationship with his daughter, uh, the fact that, you know, he was this big name 20 years ago, and, and he's struggling to find his place in the world, you know, struggling to go to wrestling show after wrestling show and make maybe 50 bucks. I, I think it's the story, though, of any veteran from the 80s that made it on top and where they are now. Look at... You know, just about any of them. It could be anyone. It could be anyone's story. You know, I, I, guys, I, I after reading the reviews of The Wrestler, it, it, it reminded me of some of the characters that I met in the old Stampede Wrestling days in the mid-'80s that were far, far well ahead of their time. Strangler Steve DeSalvo, um, um, to, to mention just, I mean, he was way ahead of his time to... Uh, Jason the Terrible. Can you imagine Jason the Terrible in a modern-day WWE or, you know, alongside having matches with The Undertaker or, or in TNA with The Biz? There, there were so many guys that, that sadly are you know, Jason the Terrible driving truck across Canada these days and Strangler Steve DeSalvo De, De working at a gym, and, and, you know, and it's just very sad to see that so many great wrestlers and stars of, of the mid-80s that missed their calling by maybe a decade and that if they had been around a decade later probably would be millionaires right now given the fact of what their gimmicks were in the mid-80s and that's what um, Aronofsky's The Wrestler kind of reminded me of of guys like the character that Mickey Rourke was portraying with respect to some of the guys that I remember from from that era. Well, you know, let me say this. I know that when they originally uh, mentioned that he was making this movie, The Wrestler, uh, the lead role was originally supposed to be Nicolas Cage. Boo! And thank God. Yes, thank the Lord. That Mickey Rourke stepped in after Nicolas Cage backed out because I couldn't see Nicolas Cage in no. this role. 
No, he's also awful. no, he's not. I don't know why they keep trying to book Nick Cage as like some sort of hero or something like that. He's not booked right for Superman. He wasn't right for the wrestler. So I'm glad he got pushed out of both of those spots. Well, you know, because because when they first talked about Nicolas Cage was gonna be in this movie, the wrestler, and they made it sound like he's this washed-up wrestler from the '80s. And Thank God it wasn't yeah, Nicolas yeah, Cage. And, exactly. And, and he gets a, a match against his rival, the Ayatollah, who was who was played in the movie by none other than uh, former WCW and WWE superstar. Ernest the Cat Miller. And how, did he, and how did he look? Did the cat dance he in the great. movie? Like he's no he's dancing. No dancing. No dancing. Damn. Yeah, no dancing for the cat. And uh, yeah, he looked pretty good. He looks like he put on some yeah. weight. But Well, I thought I saw the, 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 the preview. They were actually wrestling for Ring of Honor. Uh, at the end, yes. Uh, it's So, I don't know. There's some props for Ring of Honor. And CZW was uh, had the match with Necro yep. Butcher, which was sick. That was staple sick. guns, just sick. And and the fact that uh, that the character of Mickey Rourke played had to go through those means just to make some basic money to live on. He had to be he had to be in a hardcore match just to make more money. Is that exactly, kind of the, yeah. the, the thing? Pretty much, yeah. Wow. I don't mean to cut you off, Dave. Actually, I enjoy it. But anyways. Um, <laughs> Uh, props to uh, Kurt Angle and uh, Jeff Jarrett from The Shark tonight. This match is everything that I thought it would be and a hell of a lot more. Yeah, it is Kudos actually. to the both of them. They are, are single-handedly yeah, saving this, this pay-per-view. Right? They really yes. are. They're yeah, busting their asses. Well, I mean, Saban and Shelley was very, very strong also. Except it was, for the but finish. there was too many spots. There was, there was too much overkill. That was a shoot, I'm pretty sure, JJ. <laughs> Probably. I'm, I'm a little dense tonight. Sorry. <laughs> Kurt Angle going for the ankle lock as uh, Jeff Jarrett reverses out. But, you know, there is a lot of speculation that the TNA is going to go through a lot of problems oh. in the next coming months because there's a lot of guys on that roster whose contracts are coming, coming up. up and yeah. Let's not forget, WWE just cleaned house. We already know Christian Cage is on his way back. They've already set up the storyline, in fact, on SmackDown, whereby... Uh, Jeff Hardy and his, his make-believe girlfriend, who's not actually his girlfriend, his fiance. They actually have an actress playing his fiance because they want to bring the actual Beth in. But uh, they were run off the road by a mysterious assailant. Of course, they're going to play off the fact that Christian Cage is this assailant, and he attacked him at the Survivor Series. I thought it was Rikishi, and he did it for his people. Rikishi, no. Uh, I think Samoa Joe is, is trying to be Rikishi now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but every time I see Samoa Joe, he looks bigger. a little bit wider. <laughs> But according to uh, to Boom Boom, fat Samoans are hot. So, sorry. <laughs> fat Samoans are hot. Samoans in general Thank are hot. You. But but That's he's Samoan. What you think, Sim Snooka's hot? Like who the hell calls himself Sim Snooka? Yeah, I don't know. That sounds like something you do to somebody's mother. <laughs> so give it to me again. Christian Cage is going to be revealed as as the man who ran off Jeff Hardy and his girlfriend off the road, uh, the man who attacked him at the Survivor Series pay per view. Kept him out of the world title match in which Edge won. Which is obviously going to set up for the match at the Rumble where Christian Cage is going to come in, screw Jeff oh. Hardy over, and it's going to set up Jeff Hardy versus uh, Christian Cage at WrestleMania 25. I like it. I like well, it. yeah, and, and what I'm hearing for the and No Way Out pay-per-view in February is a tag team ladder match. Matt and Jeff against Christian Cage and, and, uh, and Edge. And that uh, Matt and Christian face each other for the ECW title. At uh, at WrestleMania, 
Well, I'm liking like the whole angle that we might get to the resurrection of Edge and Christian against the Hardy Boys. That would be nice. That'd be fun. Yeah, it would yeah. be. No, I think I think that would be a, a nice little combination. But I gotta say, I wasn't a big fan of the, the Shawn Michaels, JBL angle. But I'm telling you what, I think you it's like a mistake. It it's a mistake for them to say that Shawn Michaels is not in the Rumble, because honestly, he should help JBL win the title from John Cena, and then he'll win the Rumble, and then JBL should just assume at WrestleMania that Shawn Michaels is going to lay down for him, and that's when you have the whole angle turn that's on its side. That's not a bad story at all. And have Shawn Michaels beat JBL for his final title run before he decides to retire. That's the way you should go about it. I don't know if they're going to do that, but that's what I would do if I were booking the show. What about the fact that they just signed Loki to a contract? Well, they did. They did sign Loki, and originally I had heard rumors about three or four months ago that they wanted to bring Loki in to feud with Rey Mysterio. Oh, that'd be good. Put him under a mask. That'd be good. So uh, it'd be interesting to see if they do that. And then they could bring Hakushi back. There you go, Hakushi. Or or what's his name? Sinzi Shinzaki? Yep. Kazunsite, bless you, thank you. (laughs) Yes. I'll be here all week, yes. But uh, I don't know. I think WrestleMania is shaping up to be a possibly good card as Jeff Jarrett just rolled up Kurt Angle so close to a three count. We're talking just at the last second. Millimeters. Millimeters away. This is a fantastic match. I have to say, this this makes this pay-per-view worth watching right here. And I was never a big fan of Jeff Jarrett. Can you believe Mike Tanay just said fire up? True. Wow. Nice. You want to know wrestler and wrestling lingo? Watch TNA. Yep. Oh, his guitar is busted. He can't use it. Oh, but he's going to improvise, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you guys heard, but there was um, JR had his blog out this week and basically made remarks that they've decided to change John Cena's finisher. It's no longer called the FU. It's now the throwback. Oh. And the STFU is now the STF. Oh, okay. So obviously, you can't tell me they're not marketing to the little five-year-old kids that idolize John Cena. True. Well, of, course, of course, don't forget that the uh, the two moves both came after the feud with Brock Lesnar, and, and he was just like, Brock, F you this, it? F you that. So, True enough. It was, I mean, just, uh, it was just something that they tried, and it stuck. So, Ravnus... Uh, are you planning any more tours throughout the year, or, or do you kind of wait for them to call you? I kind of, well, we're planning wait? on making a trip out to BC some point here in March, maybe. Oh, Kurt Angle gets the three on Jeff Jarrett. Very, very good match. Excellent match. Again, though, we just saw this finish about an hour ago. Yep. With the, with the same fucking roll-up. Jeff Jarrett goes for the roll-up on Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle kicks out, rolls him over, and then gets him down for the three. So after he's angle slammed off the stage, through a table, onto the concrete, and all these moves, he gets pinned by a roll-up. Again, not believable at all. I agree. I mean, it's... Good up until the finish, and that's it. Fantastic match. And you know what? Uh, There was a lot of talk in the last couple of weeks about, about what the best matches of 2008 were and uh, an underrated match which I kind of realized now I should have had higher in my rankings for our year in review was uh, Kurt Angle and and, uh, Samoa Joe at lockdown. That was an excellent excellent match. Uh, 
I believe, June of, of 2008. That was a great match. May or June of 2008. And uh, this one, this one's very, very good so far as well. And credit Jeff Jarrett, who's only been in a performing twice in the last uh, and Dave, three uh, Kurt years. Angle, obviously, uh, it looks like that Jeff Jarrett sustained some sort of injury and he's being attended to by medical and security staff. And Kurt Angle now is threatening to waffle Jeff Jarrett with the quintessential oh, metal chair and he spit on him instead. Well, now they're tied at one match each, so could we see a, a rubber match? Absolutely. Show? Possibly, yep. At some point, but once again, the main event mafia for the umpteenth thousand week in a row continues to dominate the competition in Yeah, they, they've got to lose that tag match. They absolutely have to lose that tag match this week, tonight, later, later tonight, or else it's just not going to look very good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for the first time in his career, Samoa Joe is not on a pay-per-view. Well, he's selling the injury. So. Oh, exactly, but the, the fact that they, they chose to take him out rather than somebody else and he isn't on this show, so. You know, Sharg, uh, you, you said that you thought Jeff Jarrett sustained an injury. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if he sustained several injuries in this match. This match tonight. Oh yeah. The plancha, right, landing right on his head. The botch spot where he didn't go through the table and he actually hit the angle slam and hit the concrete. I don't know. I, I got to think Jeff Jarrett's in some pretty bad shape tonight. At the very least, he's he's probably sustained a concussion. Oh, look at that blood! And look at the look at the blood. <coughs> and I think the blood is from. Uh, from the ring bell. Yeah. That was a heck of a shot. Or from, you know, when he took the razor blade out of his wrist tape. And cut Pardon me? What? Corey, what'd you say? Or when he took the razor blade out of his oh, wrist okay, tape. Okay, right. you know, You've been watching blade. The Wrestler too much, my That's friend. Right. That's never happened. No, I, I got that from Maven Undertaker. Don't you remember? Oh. <laughs> Why would a guy want to cut himself in a wrestling match for effect? I don't believe that for a second. No way. Ravenous, why don't you tell us about that? Cutting yourself? I've never done it. I've been busted open in matches the hard way many times, but no, I don't remember ever pulling anything out of my jab side and cutting myself in the head with it or anything like that. Does it really add to the effect? Add to the effect? Uh, I don't know. I guess if you're willing to cut yourself, maybe if you're maybe if you're like one of those emo kids or something like that and you're cutting yourself anyways, you might as well, you know, cut yourself on the head and get a little bit extra fun for it I guess but I mean I don't know I'm in I'm in the business not to get hurt not to try and hurt myself as much as possible and here we're getting somewhat of an explanation guys as to what's up with Rhino and he's not in Cochrane he is in in Charlotte oh, North good. Carolina right now well at least he, he caught the plane I'm yeah. proud of him for that I he's didn't know WestJet flew from Cochrane to North Carolina I didn't know there was a yeah. airport in Cochrane yeah, yeah the uh, which which flight did he take? The 205, the 210, or the 215? All three. <laughs> the, the Cochrane to Carolina flight. Why are we going to get him some? As yeah, they're actually hauling away Jeff Jarrett on a gurney. Both of those guys are going to be sore tomorrow. Yeah, For definitely. a week. At least. I think Angle's sore all the time. Well, you know, there's a lot of rumors going around, and I was kind of curious what you thought about this, but I alluded to this earlier. Uh... 2009 is going to be an interesting year for TNA because a lot of their guys' contracts are up. Kurt Angle, as of September, is done, I think, with TNA. His contract is up, and there's already been rumblings within World Wrestling Entertainment to take Kurt Angle back, which I find hard to believe the way that he left. But uh, Especially with the way that he left. Yeah. He has been trying to mend his bridges, though. I've, I saw a shoot, second shoot interview since he left WWE, and he tried to make apologies for all the things he did wrong. and. He's trying to uh, 
try to clean up, I think, a little bit. So I think it'd be great to see him back in WWE. I was always been a big Kurt Angle fan, and especially it seems to be when he first came into TNA, he wasn't looking like old Kurt Angle, but he's getting back to that old Kurt Angle again. So if he can go, bring it on. Let's see it. You know, Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels were always my two favorite performers. When Shawn Michaels retired, it was Kurt Angle. And then, yeah. Uh, dream match for me was the first time they ever fought at WrestleMania 21. Heck of a, a match. Fantastic match. Heck of a match. And, you know, Kurt Angle consistently... Every match he's in, I, I can't think of any matches he's been in that have been bad. No. Like, he carries the match. Uh, he's a damn good talent. And I actually hope he does go back to WWE because I want I want a Kurt Angle DVD from the WWE. Yeah, that would be excellent. All his high-profile matches. That would be excellent. I'm actually a little uh, upset. I ordered a 73-disc Kurt Angle set. Everything uh -huh. he ever did in WWE, and I'm still waiting. Still waiting. Still waiting for my copy of this. So if you're listening, Chucky Blaze, make me my copy, you son of a bitch. <laughs> or I'll come up to the top of that cage and I'll throw you off myself. No, Chucky and I aren't very good friends. Well, you know. Not as good as me and Gam are. Ravenous, had you decided to show up to my house for Christmas, I would have had a gift for you. Oh. I, I actually had a Christmas present laid out for you. It was a three-disc collection of Braden Walker's greatest hits. Oh, oh man, I can't believe I missed that. that I mean, 15 minutes of footage on three discs. That's pretty good. It was awesome. How come I only got the three-disc set of Justin Credible's greatest hits? I don't know. Does that include his job at the Olive Garden? I thought it was Target. No, that's uh, that's Shane Douglas. Oh, Shane Douglas is working. He was working as a manager for Target. Really? Wow, that's sad. At least he wasn't working in the deli. <laughs> I'm sorry, you'd have to like have seen the wrestler to know what I'm talking about. Once again, guys, don't forget uh, for those of you in and around the uh, Calgary, Alberta area this coming weekend. Saturday night, uh, January the 17th at the Acadia Recreation Center. It's uh, Prairie Wrestling Alliance's inaugural professional wrestling show of 2009 in Calgary called Genesis. And uh, we'd like to take this uh, time and opportunity on behalf of everybody here at Sunday Night Showdown for uh, thanking the ravenous one, Randy Myers, for uh, putting in an appearance on our uh, show tonight. Thank you very much, Randy. No Good luck Anytime. in your defense. Against the anybody. PWA Mayhem title, and God only knows who it's going to be. Could be it could be Spook. Could this be me. This Saturday Spook. night. Spook or Luke? It could Bring be me it. getting revenge. It you could never be, know. It could be JJ. It could be Spook. It could be Eugene with his hands in his pants. <laughs> I'm taking on all comers. Anybody. I'll take on your waitress. Is she up for it? I, I heard Mace just dove into the Atlantic. He's he's swimming his you way to You want to take on uh, the waitress? I will take to, on to the Calgary. waitress. I'll tell you something, Ravenous <laughs> one. She can wrestle, but you should see her box. <laughs> Oh, Put on bumps. Put on yeah. bumps. And on that note, I'm thank you, here. Ravenous Randy. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. What a great extra. Thanks to the Ravenous One, as always, for his interesting and colorful appearances here on Sunday Night Showdown. And we'll let him get back to his uh, triple Jack and Coke and triple cheeseburger here at Triple uh, Jack and Coke? Bottoms that's what that show is missing. Tonight, that's what the show is missing. Yeah, if I wasn't feeling so bad, I I'd say let's do it. But. All right. All right, well, we're ready for uh, Rhino in, his, in whatever condition he's in against Sting. And we'll be back with that in a few minutes. Stick around. It's Sunday Night Showdown, and Jeff will bring us back from the, from the break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes.
And we are back on the live pay-per-view coverage of TNA's Genesis pay-per-view as we are first into our first match of three main events tonight. Or is this the second match? I think this would be construed to be the second of three okay, main this events. this is the second yes. of three main events. Yes. As we just saw a wonderful clinic between uh, Kurt Angle and Jeff Jarrett, which I, I think Jeff Jarrett... He's got to be Obviously, broken. He's he's fucked. I mean, I mean he's got to be hurt. At the very least, a severe concussion for the second bump on on the on the cement off of the uh, angle slam into the table onto the cement. Yeah, because angle so did not catch him for that. Like he was just totally off. And if you look though, Jeff kind of screwed the planche up. He he didn't plant right or something. Yeah. He just he just didn't. De- definitely. Land it. I mean, it's early in in '09, but definitely match of the year candidate so far. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> Shelly and Saban are a close second, but yeah, there's there's been nothing on Raw, SmackDown, or Impact that would. Uh, Could somebody please enlighten me as to uh, Rhino's uh, depleted condition and bleeding from his forehead? What I don't happened? Know. I, I just know that he was supposedly attacked, I guess, by the main event mafia, and he finally showed up. I mean, obviously, he caught his plane to the arena, and and now he's taking on Sting for the uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship, and of course, Boom Boom. Uh, gracefully alluded to earlier that why isn't the TNA World Heavyweight Championship your main event? But um, like I told her, because Mick Foley is making his in-ring debut in TNA tonight, and yeah, it's a big deal. It it might be a big deal, but it lessens the value of the heavyweight championship. Absolutely, it should always be the main event. There should never be a six-man tag as the main event above the heavyweight championship match and once again th- this is just testament to the fact of excuse me but what the fuck are they doing in the office at tna but sitting around smoking marijuana and uh, uh watching porn uh, you know what i completely agree it's I, uh, just absolutely ridiculous i don't care whether your your tna world heavyweight champion is sting which i still have a problem with him being part of the main event mafia 20 20 years of one of the greatest baby faces in the history of the business and a soft heel turn wow that was intelligent on behalf of the booking committee but i don't care who your champion is whether it's rocket con sting uh scott steiner kevin nash you have your heavyweight champion in the main event period because if you don't and you have a six-man tag after i don't care whether mick foley is making his TNA pay-per-view in-ring wrestling debut or not, Sting's your champion. He's in the main event. End of story. Granted, I Sting, Sting shouldn't be the champion. I'm actually surprised. Well, whether he, he still should is be or champion. not is not my point. He Double J. He is the champion. You have your champion in the main event. And no matter what happens in this match, whether Sting manages to hang on due to maybe some, you know, sneaky little ways. Or Rhino manages to become the champion, it lessens it. I don't know. Here, here's a good illustration. It means nothing. Boxing pay-per-view. Boxing pay-per-view. Your main event is Oscar De La Hoya and Manny Pacquiao. Main event. Main event, your best match on the card. But somebody in the, in the boxing booking office decided to put two more matches on after Pacquiao De La Hoya. Think the crowd's going to stay? Think they're going to be interested? Uh-uh. So whoever did this is an idiot. Again, we're talking about TNA, TNA. and the booking committee. Yeah. 
And just in case anybody cares, it looks like they've dropped the Awesome Kong versus who knows Lumberjack Lady match from the card. Well, it was supposed to be Christy Hemme, but apparently she got hurt during her training and has a neck injury, so she won't be able to compete, which is fine. Because it, was, it was supposed to be changed to a to-be-announced, though, which would have yeah. made sense when ODB won because they could have just went right into the new ladies match with the lumberjack using odb as the new person yeah and that's what i really like about ultimate fighting championship is that they have these pre-taped fights and in case the main event the the televised events go quicker than they think they have all those non-televised bouts to be able to uh to offer to people and if they're not used yeah people can go see them on ufc.com for a nominal fee and every person can see every match one way or the other, yeah. how it's presented. I'm really surprised boxing hasn't taken that lesson. Well, it's funny you mention that because the last uh, UFC show of, of 08, uh, where they had the triple main event, every match on that card was a first-round knockout or tap-out, and you ended up seeing about four or five of the undercard matches on the pay-per-view, which was kind of interesting as... Did he just win with a roll-up? He did. He won with a slop drop, everybody. Yes, he hit his the scorpion death. The scorpion yeah. death drop, yeah. And wow. there is one of your, your, your big heels, ladies and gentlemen, of the main event mafia getting the biggest, getting the biggest crowd pop of the night, Sting retaining the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. And don't forget, if you're wondering why the hell Rhino got a title shot, it's because he pinned Sting in a tag match about three or four weeks ago. And there's Sting holding the belt up, posturing to the crowd while the crowd is clapping. Wow, that's a great way to put yourself over as a heel. Wow. Yeah, but you know what? Sting is actually sitting on the fence for this whole angle. When people are getting beat down, Sting is not there. So it's almost like he's the face of the group. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't be part of a gang, sit in the sidelines and watch everybody else, you know, do the shooting, sell the dope, you know, all of that stuff, and not be part of the gang. You're still part of it. You're still a bad guy, whether whether it's your hands that are getting dirty or not. Oh, yeah, the Godfather. That's what Sting kind of is, the main event mafia. He is the Godfather, which I don't understand why Sting's even in that group. I mean, Kurt Angle is playing second fiddle to Sting. Yeah. Technically. And Very and much so. Why is Devon being called a baby cub as part of the f the front lines? Because isn't Devon like I don't know, like forty? Shouldn't he be with the old boys club? Just saying. Well, you know what? I feel sorry for AJ Styles tonight because he has got to carry this team. He has absolutely got to carry the match. He's got to carry the whole match. I just said that. Okay, well, but I'm I stopped glad you that agree. team. I I'm glad you agree. And Kevin Nash isn't even there because he has a staff infection. So I guess it's a handicap match. It's his staff is infected. His staff is like infected. Like his, his, his secretary is infected. His his his, uh, his uh, travel uh, agent is infected. His his whole staff is infected. His whole staff is infected. That's got to be expensive. That, that, is, that. that is. Oh, he has his staff infection. Yes. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. That's a whole lot of cream. Really. That is a whole lot of cream. That's a whole bunch of a box of psyllin. You fuckers are sick. <laughs> Fucking sick. That's right. And that's why you're our friend. Yeah, are, you, yes. are you? Is he your friend? He's no. my very good friend. Okay. All right. That's good. So we've established that we're friends 
but it's who's, yet to be established whether we all f are friends with you. Because Gravin and Randy and I are very good friends, too. Who's Har I'm sorry, who was Harmony's <laughs> very good friend? Who was your very good friend, Harmony? Double, double J is your very, well, I would, I would imagine so, yeah, probably. That's right, I've been closer to her than yeah. anybody else, so uh, let's leave it at that. No, I'm very good friends with all the Stampede wrestlers and uh, a lot of the PWA wrestlers. But, uh, guys, don't forget, and believe me, with this big of a show coming up, the technical issues will be solved. Two weeks from tonight, the second biggest show of the year, the Royal Rumble, January 25th, and I cannot wait. I'm really Two weeks tonight, to and you know what we need to do, guys, before we go off the air? Is first of all, you need to put your ribs over here, and second of all, you need to... I throw that in. We need to discuss so far the rundown of, of what's going on at the Royal Rumble this year because it looks to be shaping up to be one hell of a night of professional sports entertainment. Before we go there, I, yes. I just couldn't help but listen to this promo that Mick Foley just did. and Maybe it's just me, but in recent years, Mick Foley has been brilliant on the microphone, but tonight Not he tonight. is lacking. I mean... He hasn't been great since he's come to TNA. I think part of his great mic skills maybe might have been due to the soap opera writers. I don't know. But he, ha uh, he hasn't been on the top of his game since he's jumped. He kind of, he, he tonight, uh, forgive me, I was not listening to what Dave had to say. I was listening to what Mick Foley had to say. Forgive me for that, Dave. However, he, he was very comedic at the beginning, and all of a sudden, bang, he turned very, very serious and, and back to the, to the hardcore Mick Foley. Cactus Jack persona, um, and and it to me it it's not believable. It's not well, believable. He, I mean, to bring him in as a as a color commentator, I was fine with that, and even as a guest referee, and even as a manager. But it'll be interesting to see how much involvement he has in the match. Harmony. He, he might not be as as good as he once was but he is as good as Thanks, he ever was thank you toby keith and mick foley and did he just not do this promo and talk about how like he, he basically copied clint eastwood he's like come and do it punks or whatever i mean like what the fuck mick foley is usually original like is it just everybody that comes to this company is subjugated to just Mediocrity? Maybe the soap opera writers are better than we think they are. Well, I mean, seriously, it's like when somebody goes to TNA, they fucking degenerate to like an amateur level. This is a glorified indie production. It absolutely is. It's sickening. Well, then let's look ahead to, like Shark was saying, what projects to be a very, very good show in just two weeks time yeah let's talk about the wwe let's talk about a company that at least i can watch with some believability and enjoy let's talk about the royal rumble I'm well actually, i'm looking forward to jeff hardy and edge i don't know if there is a stipulation in the match i don't know if it's going to be a, a tlc or if it's going to be a regular match but i'm telling you they, they should capitalize on tlc with these two well like i said it'll depend whatever they're the rumor is of this tag match. I think that would create a, a massive stipulation if they face each, if the Hardy Boys face each other, if the Hardy Boys face E and C at uh, No Way Out. Hang on, I would say that Kevin Nash 
the best big man in the business could not be here tonight. Would you shut the fuck up, Booker? Like, fuck, dude. I, Come I on. I just had to laugh, though, when he said Kevin Nash was the best big man in the business. Is he still using the, the gimmick Jamaican accent? He's doing the fucking African quasi-king fucking Booker shit. And it doesn't work. Gentlemen. The important thing is, is that the people who are there have been... Oh, who's, who's talking like Edie and Min? So, I mean, that's a pretty big, big compliment. Who? I mean, we had all that what? technical stuff, but I mean, we had problems for like 45 minutes. Well, brought an African out? Like, around, and that's really cool. Oh, cute Kip. I mean, are you kidding? Yeah, and that's exactly it. Billy oh, Gunn God. is in a main event okay. for the first time ever in TNA. Okay, I just want to say right now that they have effectively gone the NWO route. This started off that they were supposed to be all world champions, and that was what set them apart from the the NWO NWO debacle. They have now just kicked it off for everyone and anyone to be in the main event mafia. Is this the best stuff I almost swore that they could come up with? Harmony, he's not in the main event mafia. He's subbing for Kevin Nash tonight. You don't sub if you're not part. Yeah, you do. Did they announce him as Cute Kip? Or yes, they announced they him as Cute, cute Kip. Kip. Remember, let's like. not forget, there was a deal brokered between the beautiful people and Booker T for Charmel. That's why he's in this. But hey, for the record, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in Billy Gunn's career, he, ladies and gentlemen, is in a main event. On a pay-per-view. All that time in DX, he was never First in a main event? First time in a main event. Well, no, he's... That's awesome. Yeah. He is talking about now how he does deserve to be here, so... Ah, oh God, here we go bit of a cheap pop twice. It's always easy to uh, rag on the, the sports teams of the city that you're in. Especially so. when they've just lost a big game. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Panthers shit the bed yesterday at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, they did. Badly. Yeah, but you don't keep doing the same the same uh, cheap heat over and over again on the same card. Woo. Oh, you almost killed the entire broadcast, Karen. Well, yes. Yes, we're all wired. Well, I'm not um, wired. I, I think traditionally, Shark... Oh, yeah, Over the last the few years show. when we've covered the Royal Rumble, we've because the Royal Rumble's always during the bye week, we've had our traditional Super Bowl pick. So let's make our uh, our our championship game picks for next week. Ravens, Steelers, Cardinals, and uh, Eagles. And Eagles. Why are we Go talking ahead. about football? Eagles. Do you think this is Wrestle Talk Radio? What the fuck? <laughs> okay. We don't fucking talk about sports on this fucking show. We don't talk about sports, only sports entertainment. It's well, not even sports entertainment. Steelers will beat the Eagles in this year's Super Bowl. Next question. If you want to listen to a shitty show, go listen to, to Russell Talk Radio, okay? The All Pennsylvania Super Bowl. All right, Next well, question. JBL and Cena, I'm thinking, might be the, the only low point of that, of that Royal Rumble in two weeks. Why don't you dial it up on the uh, trusty uh, Sunday Night Showdown laptop, Dave? Give us the entire. Uh, what is booked so far for being the 2009 Royal Rumble this year in what do you mean no we pay you big bucks to be in the know and you don't know that means you don't get to talk and you don't get paid again 
however. Mick Foley going for the expensive wardrobe on TNA's Genesis tonight. Thank you very hey, much, Darren. At least he's still wearing flannel. Exactly. No, no, no. It's Bubba's flannel. He's Devon lent it to him on the show this past week. Right. Yeah, You're right. As, it as is as Bubba's flannel. As a tribute. Because it don't fit Bubba no more. And Bubba is hurt? Bubba Ray is uh, hurt? He has health problems. Health problems. I Even see. though they won the IWGP heavyweight tag team titles in, in on at the Tokyo Dome in the last couple of weeks. I have to ask you, Dave, if, if you know, and generally you do know, so I'm asking you. It's been widely rumored and I believe um, scheduled that TNA's global show will be airing shortly the Tokyo Dome um, New Japan Pro Wrestling show that sold out 65,000 people and that there were a number of TNA superstars on that show. Anybody have an idea as uh, to when that's going to air? Uh, no, they have to. Yeah, it, it, they have to clean up the production. It's okay. uh, the second year of Global Impact, and they have not set a date for air on Spike. All right. But the last year's show and the DVD for last year was was very very well done. Well, that entire show, if you uh, you can even go on the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling website was top-notch from top to bottom. I think they had 12 or 13 matches on the card. And uh, I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll look forward to, uh, to seeing the Global Warming 2 production from the Tokyo Dome a few months ago. What the did hell is Foley doing? Did you say the Global doing? Warming production? No, he didn't. He said Global Impact. Global, no, I did say Global Warming the second time around. I stand corrected. Somebody put something in my Diet Pepsi tonight? I guess. We're just distracted by, uh, by a lot of stuff. It, this has really been a subpar night, honestly. It's hard to really cover this show with any enthusiasm. It's So, so we do have Jeff Hardy and Edge, uh, Cena, JBL, and Beth Phoenix and Melina. And Melina has looked very weak in her return matches well, recently. And there was a uh, WWE house show at uh, the MTS Center in Winnipeg this past week with the main event of... Uh, John Cena and the hometown hero Chris Jericho um, on that card there was a uh, women's match between Molina and Beth Phoenix and the crowd was beside themselves with the fact that Santino Morella was not there with Beth Phoenix and apparently uh, that was some of the biggest heat of the night was the fact that uh, do I get your wallet next? was the fact that uh, um, although after she's done with it there will be nothing left there in there it anyway but uh, you should know that from being a married man. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. I don't even carry a wallet anymore. Why carry dust? But anyways, um, the WWE house show this last week at the MTS Center in Winnipeg drew the largest non-televised house show crowd of over 14,000 people um, in like 10 years for WWE. And that was uh, very impressive. Obviously, the first time WWE has been in Western Canada for a couple of years, and obviously, and also, um, Chris Jericho's alma mater, Red River Community College, uh, bestowed a very uh, uh, nice honor upon him um, this past week as well. So all in all, a good week for WWE in Winnipeg. Well, I'm just waiting for them to uh, make an appearance at some point in time in Alberta. 
but I guess I'm never going to happen. Um, a week after the Super Bowl, which is on the 31st, Sunday the 31st. Um, uh, the 1st of February is the Super Bowl. 1st of February, Bowl. thank you. That weekend, WWE is got back-to-back -back house shows on Friday in Victoria and Saturday in Vancouver. And the, That's uh, correct, yep. The, um, the shows... The show in, in Victoria at the Savon Center is sold out, so that's about 7,500 people. Yet, the show in Vancouver at the Coliseum is only sold about 2,100 tickets thus far in the Coliseum that seats about 16,000 people. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what WWE does with the show in, in Vancouver should it's advanced ticket sales not... Uh, Advanced past to the state that they are. Yeah. Oh, well, Mick is looking awful in the ring. Like a like an ox, man. Just looking bad in the ring. Uh, uh, you know, yes. I have to say that, that I am looking forward to the Rumble. Uh, I, I do think that they should go with uh, what I said. I think that JBL should beat John Cena at the Rumble with the help of Shawn Michaels. And I think Shawn Michaels should somehow manage to end up in the Royal Rumble, win the Rumble, and at WrestleMania, the culmination, Shawn Michaels gets his title run. I think that's the and way to go. And then retires? Well, I think he's going to retire next year, maybe. No. Didn't have to hold it for a year. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he did, but... Maybe his retirement match... Could be a case to returning Ric Flair. There you go. <laughs> and he could return oh. Shawn Michaels. AJ just ate some soul there. And you know what? Billy Gunn, Cute Kip, whatever his name is this week, is in some of the best shape in his career. He's in phenomenal shape. Well, let me say this about him. He's a great wrestler. Let me, let me but say he's this never been able to have the office believe in him is a wrestler, and he's always done these stupid gimmicks. I thought when he basically broke out of Degeneration X, won the King of the Ring in 99, he should have been given the ball to run with. He's a great talent in the ring. The thing I liked about the New Age Outlaws, he sucked on the microphone, but he got it done in the ring. And Jesse James was the guy that could do the talking. That's what made that team so great. He's just never been able to capitalize on everything else. And that's his biggest problem. That's why he's languishing. Yeah. But hey, he must be doing something right. He's in the main event tonight. Um, and there's no title on the line. They've announced some of the people that are among the 30 that will be in the Royal Rumble. Uh, Triple H, Big Show, Kozlov, Sheldon Benjamin, The Undertaker, Randy Orton, Chris Jericho, Kofi Kingston, and Rey Mysterio. So we have... So far... Yeah, so and we have those, nine you, of the 30. And so of far. those, you have winners include uh, Mysterio in Mysterio, 2006. Thank you. I was say Mysterio. Mysterio, Triple H, The Undertaker. Yeah, of those nine, three of them are for, former winners. And, of course, the ultimate stipulation, win the Rumble, get a shot at either the WWE Heavyweight Champion or the World Heavyweight Champion of your choosing. Yep. In the main event at this year's WrestleMania. Correct. Did anybody which is which is Dave Ware. 
in Houston. In Houston, that's right. Did anybody notice on the WWE list of every single former Royal Rumble winner that a certain someone was left off the list? Yep. And who might that be? A native here in Alberta. Really? One Mr. Bret Hart? No. No? One Mr. Chris Benoit. Right. Well, that so would make apparently, sense. you yeah. know, things happen, and I guess history never happened. It just, you know, vanishes away. We're all just supposed to forget. Well, that's like SummerSlam 2004 when Randy Orton beat nobody to become the champion. Yeah, it. He beat himself. It, it, I just want to ask you guys a serious question for one one moment. WWE, do they completely erase the legacy of Chris Benoit from their history books? Yes or no? Uh, not on, not on WWE title history websites, where um, they have him winning the champ. They're throwing it out. The six-man tag. They're all. They're all the men were out of the ring in three one-on-one uh, -on -one kind of confrontations. So they've thrown the match out. This at is a how main, you event, end your main event. At an out-of-town non-Orlando pay-per-view shark. Uh-oh! Here comes, here comes Cornette. Not so fast. This is ridiculous. But Biggest yeah. pop of the night, ladies and gentlemen, Jim Cornette. But yeah, they have the 2008, 7, 6, 5, 3, and 2 Royal Rumble winners. I think Mick busted another tooth. Why? So, so apparently, it's awful. Why Rudy's like, no, this? I want to go home. So apparently there was no Royal Rumble in 2004. I'm tired of the old people. You know what? No matter what the man did, he accomplished a lot in the wrestling business, and nobody should be able to take that away from him. Yes, but it's been proven that he was suffering from an advanced stage of, of dementia. He was not in his right mind. And well, he was I, out of his mind. Well, exactly. And I got to say this. If Chris Benoit was suffering from that much dementia, how much dementia do you think that man right there, Mick Foley, has? As many chair shots as he's taken to the head and the shit that he's done in his career, you got to think Mick Foley's just as, in just as bad a shape mentally as Chris Benoit. Here's something interesting. Foley just told Cornette that he doesn't have the authority to restart the match, but Foley does. And, and he it, also has the authority to change it to hardcore rules. Oh, boy. So it, the... The six-way countout has been thrown out, wow. and now it's a hardcore rules match. I don't even want to cover this anymore. I'm done. Like, this is shit. Wow. Wow. I believe, ladies and gentlemen, we reached a new high and lows All right. for booking on tonight's TNA Genesis broadcast. Okay, I have officially turned the computer the other way, so we can challenge the Shark and JJ to... Uh, to a Royal Rumble winners going backwards. 2008 obviously was who? No idea. John Cena. Okay, and go backwards. 07 winner was? Undertaker. 06? Rey Mysterio. 05? 
I'll take 04. 05. <laughs> <laughs> JJ's still thinking about 05 here. 05, wasn't Triple H? No. 2005 Royal Rumble. Bastion Booger. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Batista. Huh. Really? Oh, you know what, though? That was like, yeah. That was the Batista Cena. Yeah, finish. yeah, yeah, yeah. They both won, remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, we know 04. 03? 03 was uh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, 02. We said it earlier. Triple H, yeah, even though I'm not good. part of this little contest. I crashed the party. Dave didn't include you. No. No, I heard. Yeah, 2002 was uh, was Triple H. Invited to the party, Dave. <laughs> well, for all three of you, can we figure out who the Royal Rumble winners were? 2000 was... Um, well, 2001. I thought we covered that. No, no, 2002 was Triple H. 2001 was Steve Austin. Very good. 2000 was... Uh, da, 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 da. No, it wasn't Shawn Michaels. Best part of the broadcast, Don West is not talking. 2000 was The Rock. Very good. Very good. Because it was The Rock and The Big Show. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The 99 was Vince McMahon. Very good. Yeah. The 98 was Steve Austin. Correct. The 97 was Steve Austin. Correct. The 96 was Shawn Michaels. Correct. The 95 was Shawn Michaels. Correct. The 94 was uh, Bret Hart and Lex Luger. And the 93 was, uh, I do believe, uh, Yokozuna. Correct. 92 was Ric Flair when he won the world title. Correct. 91. Wow, look at this guy go. Was Hulk Hogan. Correct. 90 was Hulk Hogan. Correct. 89 was Hulk Hogan. No. No, no, it wasn't. Was it the Warrior? No. It was Big John Stud. Very good, Harmony. See, that's what happens when you don't invite me to the party. I Horrible know all the camera answers. work again by TNA. Two close-in cameras and nobody saw anything. And of course, wow. the original on USA Network won by Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh. oh of course, you have to show the replay. I can't believe they missed that. AJ Styles uh, with a dive onto a table onto Kip James. And actually, no, Sharp, we were talking about this during the year in review show a couple of year, couple of weeks ago. Maybe you can uh, refresh our memory here. Uh, it kind of came up on the discussion regarding how uh, Chris Jericho really didn't want to face Hacksaw Jim oh, Duggan Diva, a few years ago. Oh, look at this. Devon can't even get his fat ass on the top rope as he falls and then manages to, to come up with a headbutt. This well, is a disgrace, guys. Well, he this does the what's up all the time. Yeah, but he fucking almost fell off the top. Oh, Because their combined ages oh are 1,983. I think TNA should do some house cleaning this week. They should have a Black Monday and just fire everybody. Can you um, remind us of the uh, rivalry between Ted DiBiase and Hacksaw Jim Duggan in the old NWA in the early 80s? Because in the old UWF? Yeah, because what I had heard was in that... In that era of time, yes, like that was the second hottest feud behind any whatever Ric Flair was doing. They were second, and I'd never even heard of, of that of that rivalry. But apparently, it's quite intense. It was huge in the UWF. Yeah, it was. Oh man, the, the fans just loved Hacksaw Jim Duggan back then. 
and they absolutely hated Ted DiBiase. That was that was a, the hottest independent promotion at the time, of course, with Jim Ross on the mic, the book being held by Cowboy Bill Watts, um, the locker room and the, the list of talent that they had at the time, everybody from the Dingo Warrior to, to Sting to... to uh, so many, Dr. Dusty Williams um, w- was just amazing, the, the, the show, if you ever get a chance to uh, either view on YouTube or pick up a, a DVD of the old Universal Wrestling Federation, it was quite the show. Ladies and gentlemen, finally, the Mercifully. highlight of the night has come, as Mick Foley, DDT, Scott Steiner on the chair, this match is officially fucking over. This pay-per-view is officially fucking over. Wow. This, you know what, and, and I'll probably listen to Wrestling News Live tomorrow night and they'll say this was a great pay-per-view. Or at least Adam will. This is an awful show. Like, this is awful. Guys, we sat through some merciless TNA pay-per-views over the years, but this absolutely, in my humble estimation, takes the cake. No, 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 no. There was that one that you weren't here for that I literally okay. was searching Bottoms Up Sports Pub for, for a sharp object to stick in my eyes. Wow. Wow. It was bad. And a quick fade to black here on the television broadcast. I hope somebody's in the back cussing people out and chewing them out because fuck. Good, let's wrap it up. The only, the only match on here tonight that was worth a damn, in my honest opinion, was Angle and Jarrett. That's and it. Just because the X Division title match had too many spots, like I you said it was earlier, too much. It was too much. And again, it, you both the matches that were good tonight won the same fashion. A fucking roll up. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, <clears throat> let us uh, tell you about our upcoming schedule, as we always do at this time of a show. And like I said, our our biggest. Our second biggest show of the year, and WWE's biggest show, second biggest show of the year, it's the Royal Rumble, and it's on January 25th, two weeks from tonight. And like I said, after something like this, we are really, really looking forward to that particular evening. Cannot wait for that show. Uh, <clears throat> February 15th, of course, is no way out. And then WWE takes about six weeks off to get us ready for WrestleMania 25 on April 5th. When it comes to TNA wrestling, if you're still paying attention, of course, if we're you even st- care. I mean, we're still going to be here no matter what. But what the, uh, the upcoming pay-per-view schedule for uh, for TNA, and of course, our live broadcast here on Sunday Night Showdown, include the following: as it comes up here, uh, February 8th is against all odds. March 15th is Destination X. And April 19th will be, once again, the all-cage pay-per-view. Uh, April 19th is lockdown for TNA. So there's your breakdown of uh, January, February, March, and April for uh, for WWE and TNA. And and that's our exact schedule for uh, broadcast here on Sunday Night Showdown. Don't forget also our, our partners. All your news for wrestling comes from WrestleView.com. Our partner... Uh, Broadcasters, Monday Night Mayhem, live during Raw and after Raw, is Wrestling News Live. 
With that being said, I'm ready to just get the fuck out of here. I'm in a shitty mood. I watched this pay-per-view. I'm feeling sick. I've been sick all fucking night. And honestly, I am sicker from watching this shit. Like, I'm getting to the point, Dave, where I don't even know if I want to cover TNA pay-per-views anymore because every time I watch one, it makes me reevaluate why I don't fucking watch the product in the first place. I have tried to give this company a chance, and every month they have, they fucking, like, it's, you know what? I'm done. I'm out of here. We'll talk to you in two weeks at the Royal Rumble. We're going to have a good show then. We'll see you in two weeks. I'm out of here, guys. Later.